Uh, shall we read together, please, from the Gospel by Mark and chapter 1. Mark's Gospel and chapter 1. Verse 31. Mark chapter 1 and verse 31. And he, that is the Lord Jesus, came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And immediately the fever left her and she ministered unto them. Now over please to chapter 10 of the same gospel Mark's gospel chapter 10 and verse 16 and he took them up in his arms put his hands upon them and blessed them chapter 11 verse 11 and Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple and when he had looked round about upon all things and now the even tide was come he went out unto Bethany with the twelve chapter 12 verse 41 and Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury and many that were rich cast in much and there came a certain poor widow and she threw in two mites which make a farthing now finally back to chapter 6 of Mark's Gospel chapter 6 <clears throat> verse 34 and Jesus when he came out saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were a sheep not having a shepherd and he began to teach them many things verse 41 and when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes he looked up to heaven and blessed and break the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them and the two fishes divided he among them all and they did all eat and were filled now that's all we shall read this evening from the scriptures of truth all of us are here today because there was one who loved us and saw us in our need and came to help us someone who loved us 
saw us in our need and moved to help us this afternoon for a little time I would like us to think about the hands the eyes and the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ when we think of his hands our focus will be on action when we think of his eyes our focus will be on perception and when we think of his heart our focus will be on his wonderful compassion the hands the eyes and the heart of the Lord Jesus when you turn to the Old Testament you read verses like this Ezra might say the hand of the Lord my God was upon me God's hand the psalmist could say behold the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him Ezekiel could write regarding the prince of Tyrus that he set his heart as the heart of God I think it was just last year on my annual journey reading through the Bible I came across Jeremiah 32 and verse 41 I had read it before but I had never noticed it and taken it in where God is saying concerning Israel I will plant them with my whole heart God is wholehearted with my whole heart and with my whole soul when we refer to God using these physical terms of the human body the theologians call this anthropomorphisms now God is spirit God is invisible immortal invisible God only wise but these terms help us in some measure to un understand something of his power and his care and his love for his people but then when we come to the New Testament thank God God was manifest in flesh deity was poured in to humanity perfect humanity sinless humanity it pleased God that in him should all fullness dwell in the Lord Jesus Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and so he came on the mystery of incarnation the word became flesh and tabernacled amongst us we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth that's not 50% grace and 50% truth no not at all it's 100% grace and 100% truth he's full of grace and truth I would say to the young men and women and perhaps to older friends too that we need to take great care when we speak of the physical body of the Lord Jesus Christ some people have tried to be overly spiritual and they have gone outside the word of God and many many years ago I remember reading a little booklet and I wouldn't recommend it I can understand that the writer was speaking about the blood of the Lord Jesus 
and perhaps wanting to honour him but you know he went beyond scripture and that's a problem when we think of the Lord Jesus Christ you need to be careful to confine your thinking to the word of God oh yes we read of precious blood we read of innocent blood but beyond that there's not much else and we need to be careful in these things what thinking of Christ is the test to try both your state and your scheme and you know the Lord Jesus Christ as we think of him we need to be very very careful when we think of his human body I believe that the Lord Jesus had a real body a real body and the blood flowed through that body the word became flesh now what about his hands the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ I think we have seen from the few verses that we have read that they were always moving to bless always moving to bless but there's another thing that isn't often mentioned too often anyway I believe the hands of the Lord Jesus were work worn work worn for most of his life he was a carpenter for most of his life he knew what it was to get up early in the morning and get to work and to work hard and to perspire he knew what it was to manually labor and because he knew that I think to myself he has invested manual labor with a dignity a dignity the man who gets up and gets out to work and works with his hands is an honourable man and the Lord Jesus Christ I think has invested manual labour with a dignity because he was the carpenter first of all we read of him as the son of the carpenter and then later as the carpenter if you ask young folk in Botswana what do you want to do when you leave school well there will always be the few who want to be footballers and want to be film stars and that sort of thing but most want to work in an office pushing a pen typing on a keyboard they want a nice clean office job I have never heard any of them say you know well I would really like to be a carpenter no but there is a dignity in honest manual labour and the hands of the Lord Jesus were work one so let us not despise brethren maybe some of us have gone to university it doesn't make us any better than anybody else my mother used to say you university students you're all brains and no gumption that's Irish I don't know if you understand that no common sense all brains and no common sense you know nothing about life well that was my mother she was like that she's in heaven work worn secondly they were gentle hands gentle hands oh in Mark chapter 1 the gentleness he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up there was a weakness perhaps malaria malarial fever 
Luke calls it a great fever, of course. I have stayed in the youth hostel on the Sea of Galilee, just there south of Tabka, north of Tiberias, Kiridesi. And I remember reading there in the youth hostel that it used to be a malarial area. So this could have been a very severe malarial infection that this dear lady was suffering from. But he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. She was in weakness. In chapter 2 there's a man and he's helpless. And the Lord Jesus Christ says to him, Arise, take up thy bed, go into the city. In Mark chapter 5 there's a little girl and she's hopeless. She's dead. And he comes along and he takes her by the hand and he says, Talitha kumai. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And he lifts her up. The Lord Jesus Christ was always giving people a lift, lifting them up. I come to Mark chapter 9. There's a young man who's restless. The Bible says he took him by the hand and he lifted him up. Oh, the gentle hands of the Lord Jesus Christ, work worn hands but gentle hands they were welcoming hands it's interesting to see the people to whom little children will go some of us you know non-verbally communicate and our communication is yes you're a nice little boy you're a nice little girl but I've got on my best suit just you stay there run to someone else and then there are these brethren and sisters and they're just open armed and the children run to them and their sticky fingers are all over and they don't care because you know they can get them dry clean tomorrow it doesn't really matter but the Lord Jesus had welcoming hands he took those little children the disciples would have chased them home and he took them up in his arms put his hands upon them and he blessed them he loved them. He didn't overvalue them as we were hearing. He valued all, all of us equally valued by Christ. But oh, those hands that welcomed the little children. I can't forget, I didn't read a verse concerning it, but we cannot speak of his hands without mentioning those were wounded hands. Wounded. They tried to immobilize the hands of the omnipotent one upon the cross they kneeled him to a tree Psalm 22 they pierced my hands and my feet Luke 24 the Lord Jesus Christ could say on resurrection ground behold my hands I used to sing in Sunday school as a little boy wounded for me wounded for me there on the cross he was wounded for me gone my transgressions and now I am free all because Jesus was wounded for me work worn hands gentle hands welcoming hands wounded hands wounded for me now when we come to his eyes we think of his perception the Lord Jesus Christ sees beneath 
the surface. Man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. I don't know what you're thinking this afternoon. I hope not, but your mind could be miles away. I just don't know. But the Lord seeks and searches and probes and proves the heart he can see beneath the surface. The verses that we have read bring a note of caution. As we were reading of how the Lord Jesus Christ went into the temple, and it says, When he had looked round about upon all things, nothing missed him. He saw everything. He missed nothing. Just like that picture in the book of Revelation, he is the sovereign Lord in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. He moves around. He knows everything. I know thy works. He sees everything. My dear brother, my dear sister in Christ, he sees your heart and he sees mine with x-ray vision. There might be busyness but total barrenness. There might be hype but just hypocrisy. There might be religion but it's just empty ritual. He saw that fig tree. It gave the promise of fruit. But there was nothing there. Foliage but no fruit. The Lord Jesus Christ can see us. And he searches us. And I hope even this afternoon he might search our hearts. For we need that. We need that. Oh the caution. The unseen sin he sees. The things that the brethren don't know about he sees. The things that I do when I am alone he sees. He's the one with absolute perception. The omnipotent Christ of the wounded hands. The omniscient Christ with those eyes, those piercing eyes. So there's a caution, a warning. He sees that which is hidden. But I was very much encouraged. I'm always very touched to read about that poor widow. She was a poor widow. There were many widows in Israel, but she was a poor widow. Had she been fleeced, as we read earlier in the chapter about those who devour widows' houses? Was she one of those? But the Lord Jesus is sitting over the treasury, and the scripture, our Bibles, are so precise. He was watching, he was looking how, not what, how the people cast money into the treasury and the rich were casting in much you know as a rich man would do he would just so everyone can see and the noise that his offering would make and the bible says and there came a certain poor widow unnamed and she threw in without any reserve she threw in it wasn't just reluctantly it was wholeheartedly God loves a hilarious giver thankfully and wholeheartedly she threw in two little mites two lepta two little bronze coins together worth about one sixty-fourth of a denarius 
what a man would earn in a day. One sixty-fourth of a daily wage she threw in those two little mites. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, her offering is the greatest. We measure giving by what we give. The Lord measures giving by what we have left after we give. And how we give. Sacrificially, she threw in the two mites. The Lord Jesus Christ points out to us, They cast in of their abundance, but she of her wanted cast in all. Is that what it says? All that she had. Even all her living. Why not one for the box and one for bread for home? Here is sacrificial giving. Giving is not an emotion, it is an action. And the Lord Jesus Christ, he gave all. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. As we have been thinking, the Son of God, he loved me. And he gave himself for me. She gave all. Now I would say to the young believers, listen, you've got choices to make. You can give nothing. To the Lord, I mean. I'm not talking about money now. You can give nothing. Or you can give something. Or you can seek to give everything. Have you got it? You can give nothing. Just come and go like a door in its hinges. You can seek to give something. But there's better, there's higher, there's greater by far. You can seek in all your weakness, in all your smallness. You can seek to give everything to the one who loved you and gave everything for you. For you. This dear widow, the Lord saw it, you see. She cast in all that she had. What did she have? I don't know. I don't know. She cast in all. We should seek to be doing the same. Those eyes of Christ. What did they do with those eyes on the cross? But before it they blindfolded them. They smote him. Prophesy who it is that smote thee. Thank God for his hands. Thank God for his eyes that see it all. And he searches, he probes, he's wanting to see what's in your heart. And whether or not you're prepared to seek to give him all. Now finally, the Saviour's heart. And that brings before us his compassion. Four times over in the Gospels, he moved 
with compassion. I like that expression. He moved with compassion. Now there are other verses that refer to his compassion. And there are three parables that give examples of compassion. But you see, he saw need. He was going to move to meet the need with his hands as it were. What he saw with his eyes, he moved with his hands. But the motivating thing was what was in his heart. It all had to do with love. He healed the sick. He had compassion on the blind. He had compassion on the leprous. He had compassion on the demon-possessed man. Go home and tell the great things that he has done for you and have compassion upon you. The Lord Jesus was filled and moved with compassion. He fed the hungry because of compassion. He saw the sheep without a shepherd and he was moved with compassion. He comforted the bereaved, the widow of name, weep not. He had compassion upon her. You see the motivating power of the life of the Lord Jesus was love. I'm not talking about a wishy-washy sentimentality. I'm talking about the very defining feature of our Christian faith and of the Lord himself. It is love. Love. Divine love. We read of the parable of the Samaritan to show us what neighborly love should be like. Who is my neighbor? He told them of the Samaritan who had compassion on that wounded, bleeding man by the roadside. Oh, I love the story of the prodigal. He was sick of home. You know, he had had enough. Mother and father, all their rules and regulations. He says, I'm getting out. I'm going far away and I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to do my own thing. It's my life. But of course he needed money. But the father gave him the money. And he left for the far country. Where he wasted all his substance and riotous living. So first of all, he's sick of home. But then you find all the money's gone. And he's in want and he's in need. Now he's homesick. He's starting to think of the father's house and all the good things that he could have enjoyed. He's homesick. He says, I will arise and go to my father. But you know, best of all, he did what he said he would do. He arose and went to his father. Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. So first of all, he's sick of home and then he's homesick. But best of all and last of all, he's home. He's home. But what about the father? Perhaps an old man, we don't know. But when he was still a far way off, the father saw him and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Had compassion upon him, the scripture says, and fell on his neck and kissed him. What a welcome he got as he turned back for home. He came back from the grey dust of alien streets and the smell of the swine coat back to love two things he would never understand why he had fled love for the dark streets and the black wine 
or why when he quit the swine coat love ran to meet him on the road oh the love of God for the repentant sinner love ran to meet him on the road what a heart of compassion is the heart of our God and the heart of our Savior there was a wicked servant who was forgiven but would not forgive another he had an unforgiving heart he had no compassion sometimes we are like that we don't mind being forgiven but we are very slow to forgive others but here we see a picture of the heart of our blessed Lord Jesus Christ oh the love that motivated him an eternal love the Lord said to Israel I have loved thee with an everlasting love and drawn thee with the bands of love but they said in Malachi Malachi tells us wherein hast thou loved us do we need any more evidence than a cross to prove us how much he loved us how greatly Jesus must have loved us now as I conclude let me say this if your heart is in tune with the heart of the master you will see need and you will respond I'm not this afternoon talking about a social gospel I'm just stating the basic facts that if you are in tune with the heart of the master you will see need and you will respond we were reminded yesterday and it needs to be said and was so well said that we give because we represent the giving God not to manipulate we give because that is what believers do they give I'm not talking now just about money but we give of our time we give of our energy we give of our substance we share our homes we share our cars we share our time we give, we give, we give why? because we represent one who give all for us we're the people of the giving God and we shouldn't be stingy with any of the things that he has given to us they have been given to us to pass on to others love ever gives forgives outlives and ever stands with open hands for this is love's prerogative to give and give and give the hands the eyes the heart action perception compassion that should mark us if we're going to become like him may the Lord help us in all our weakness and in all our need to be more like him Amen